This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. All right, back for another episode of Off the Break Podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> I know, we always go with the woo. Exciting. <laughs> But we I gotta remind ourselves that this is exciting to do. It's, it's a nice break from the doldrums of uh staring pre, at emails pre spring here in here in the mountains where it's like yeah. it's pre spring. Spring happens another six or eight or twelve weeks from now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> depending on how, how El Nino pans out. Yeah, we're just now in the abyss of ugly winter weather. Well, it's not even ugly and like it's cold and um i don't know cold and barren it's just warm and messy yeah you got all that there's no other weather to like counter it to have that switch up going crappy brown snow sludge mush i mean even the snow that's in people's yards is now all brown and it's like (laughs) there's nothing here there's nothing beneficial to look at here no um but this podcast is a nice escape from all that and it's a good time for us to be able to talk about some cool topics that we have on the docket. It's it's a news heavy week. I know we we left uh, uh, Regal closing their theaters last week, so we could get our arms around it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But then we've got more movie news this week. And yeah. Normally, I mean, there's definitely times where it's like, okay, not a lot's happening other than Sony moving dates on films. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just timeless. That's, that's... <laughs> Which, by the way, I may have a Sony conversation for you near oh, the God. end of this show. Oh no! Okay, <laughs> well, let's start with your your first topic. Something about something about the the new, the improved MGM Amazon. I'm not sure what's happening on that side of things, but they are releasing. I thought you might like this. They are re- releasing a movie with Ben Affleck directing and also starring with Matt Damon about the partnership between Michael Jordan as a rookie and Nike's basketball division to where it created the air jordan brand and i thought this could be like right up your alley because i wasn't I, I guess i must have forgotten that they were making a movie together but i don't this, this got me excited for some reason like a, a sports movie by those two and it's gonna go to theaters yeah i never remembered that i i didn't know this was being made it it's a great story The espn did a 30 for 30 on this oh okay and it's a. Uh, like it's only a part of the the shoe salesman story. Mm-hmm. He's got an incredible story and in based around college athletics and selling shoes, and then going to the Supreme Court to get the NIL mm-hmm. taken care of. So it's a it's a very interesting story. So I'm glad they're making a movie about it. This is one of those that probably has been on the back burner for a while. But you know, if Michael Jordan's involved, it's going to be just like the Last Dance, where it's going to gloss over a lot of the things <laughs> regarding <laughs> regarding how. Um, how benevolent Michael Jordan was. <laughs> right. It's going to prop him up and everyone else is going to look bad in the process, which probably was true anyway, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the don't business know. types, you know. Yeah, no, I mean in the the business he's second to none. He's the, he's the reason why athletic shoes exist. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At this point, at yeah, a certain totally. point they would have just given up. But yeah. uh yeah, no, this is a very cool story and I mean when those two have made movies together in the past, or a movie together, <laughs> it becomes awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, Goodwill Hunting is the one that they they made right. were were part of. You know, they were in that Ridley Scott 
medieval movie, but that wasn't their movie. <laughs> no, but it was still it was still cool seeing them together again. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't. That's I, what I appreciate. I kept forgetting anyway. it was Ben Affleck because <laughs> the blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was so possibly miscast, but it somehow still worked. I don't know. I him, really like him that doing movie. a French accent. It's hilarious. It was the best. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I just want to know who's going to play Michael Jordan. I haven't, I don't know. Matt Damon. On... Yeah. <laughs> that's going to work out really well. It's going to be a CGI Jordan. <laughs> yeah. I could probably see that. CGI, AI created, what what have you. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I just wanted to mention that to you because I thought this would be right up our alley to start the show. Oh no, this is awesome. And it's going to be an April release, which is, crazy for not having heard about this at all yeah it's They're coming really, out really soon yeah two months till does it have a title yet Did i you think see it's it? called air air okay mm-hmm. perfect yeah good title we'll <laughs> unlike, talk about we'll talk about plane. that <laughs> <laughs> unlike plane and unlike uh the i have a feeling what your pop culture topic yeah. is <laughs> that announcement that'll be fun oh yeah <laughs> All right, and then you said there's some new projects from DC, which I'm gonna I'm gonna zone out during while you f- explain to me all this comic book DC, James Gunn, Warner Brothers nonsense. No, that's fine. I totally get it. <laughs> so, um, just as a reminder, James Gunn, who directed the Guardians of the Galaxies movies, and his producing partner are now the heads of the DC branch of Warner Bros. This past week, they just announced some new movies that they're gonna be releasing under like their new dc universe dc universe or dc studios branch moving forward by the sounds of it they are going to make like a shared universe but at the same time there's going to be um what he quotes as elseworld movies that have no correlation to that universe so things such as the batman part 2 or joker 2 are going to be on their own but they're still going to be theatrical releases in fact the batman part 2 is now being released for october 3rd 2025 But some other movies that he did mention was the Superman movie that he's currently writing, which is supposed to be released July 11th, 2025. So we're going to have a Superman and a Batman movie in the same year. I wish it was, you know, in 2024, but that's probably not going to be able to happen at all. So 2025 is still pretty cool. And aside from that, he mentioned movies that I thought were very obscure or otherwise just random to me. He announced that there's going to be a Swamp Thing movie. He announced that there's going to be a Supergirl movie. And he announced a comic book that's going to be a movie called The Authority, which is a team-up movie, but I don't know much else beyond that. But he also never said whether they were movies for theaters or movies for HBO specifically. So that kind of has me a little worried, but maybe it's just still in like the pre-planning stages because it does sound like they want their movies to be in theaters more than um on hbo or on streaming and then he also mentioned there's going to be another batman movie that is going to include robin it's called the brave and the bold but there's no release date for that and that one's going to be tied into their shared cinematic universe so it all sounds interesting but as the movie guy as the guy who loves theaters i just wanted to hear more clarity on like release dates for these movies and wondering why it's not a little bit more well-known characters and just kind of some more random titles like the authority and swamp thing. Yeah, no Supergirl. I mean, it makes sense, but they did make Batgirl and then threw it in the dumpster. <laughs> yeah. um, so what chance does Supergirl that, have? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, at least, at least she has superpowers. I mean, Batgirl just has 
Batman's money. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the <laughs> Batman only has Batman's money. But, ha- uh, she has the backup utility belt. Swamp Thing. I have a just just from a, a thirty thousand foot view. Swamp Thing seems like you know it's gonna it's gonna become divisive just because of like it's it's gonna be about recycling. <laughs> It's going to be about, you know, someone's polluting the environment. A movie with a message. I, I, I get it. I mean, it's it's going to be, I'm, I'm going to say uh, Power Rangers, but it's Captain Planet. That's what I'm thinking of. That's it's what gonna you're be, thinking of. It's going to be a Captain Planet thing, and they're going to rally around, and it's going to be one versus the other. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I don't need that right now. <laughs> I the, just want... I just want a Wonder Woman movie. I also don't know anything about The Authority. Very cool title. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and Batman the Brave and the Bold. Get out of here. All right? <laughs> the Batman. And then The Batman. They need another two years to put this movie in theaters. Come on. Writing's how, hard process. How long is this one going to be? The last one was three and a half hours. Is this one going to be four? However long it takes for this movie to get made oh is God. its runtime. Yeah. That's the rule. Yeah. No, they're literally <laughs> filming it and releasing it starting October 25th, and it's yeah. going to be 17 hours long. <laughs> well, if Avatar is the longest movie in the last 20 years, then we got to make one longer so it'll make even more money. There's always records to beat. Yeah. I know. That's the record to beat is the length of the movie. <laughs> it's it's so completely important. Um, yeah. So I guess for the time being... There might not be 2024 DC released movies. Maybe Joker 2, if I'm remembering off the top of my head. But we've got we've got a lot. I mean, DC stuff. We have Flash. We have Aquaman at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Shazam's coming up Shazam. in a few weeks. Thank you for reminding me about that. <laughs> I've been watching the trailer for that since 2020. Like that feels like it. Right? It's been around forever. Yeah. You're and also then, not the biggest Zachary <laughs> Levi fan. We know that, so I get Unless it. he's playing Kurt Warner, I don't give two craps about Zachary Levi. Actually, <laughs> it seems like Twitter now hates Zach Levi. Oh, God. Oh, did he start something? Is he turning into, like, mini Ezra Miller here? Not, not to that degree, but <laughs> I think people saw some of his, I'll say, points of view and got upset by it. Oh, great. <laughs> so. Wonderful. Just in time for his upcoming blockbuster movie. Thanks, Zachary Levi. Can just shut your mouth and look like, you know. Just just smile and be nice. I look like a What Greek. everyone wants to hear, by the way. Yeah, we want to hear your opinion. <laughs> I thought you I thought you might have a Oh my god. No. I thought that groan might come out, so that was just oh, more for me. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. <laughs> Something that I'm not groaning about is uh the news that Cineworld Regal is closing 39 of their locations. Yeah, so this came out from Deadline about two weeks ago or so. We weren't able to cover it on last week's podcast because Cody took control. (laughs) Need to talk about the Academy Awards. Uh, But that was a fun conversation anyway. (laughs) So we're going to talk about it this week. And this doesn't come as too much of a surprise because going all the way back to I think it was September, Cody and I had this discussion about Cineworld, which is the parent company of Regal, announcing that they're filing for bankruptcy. And we kind of figured that as a result, there probably was going to be some of their um, locations that were going to be shut down the process. And while 
the industry or the pandemic was hard in the industry, especially for the independents. Mm -hmm. And it may not seem like it for the bigger companies. It also took effect on them to a degree. And this comes as a result of it. And we kind of explained that in episode 209 as well. But this is just kind of that reminder of just because we're hearing that these locations are shutting down, that we shouldn't panic too much as a whole. Because this just comes as part of the deal when you do file for bankruptcy, especially for a big company such as Regal. Yeah, no, this was the whole conversation we had through 2020 about AMC and mm -hmm. how we knew they were going to have some major consolidations. Right. And this is the same thing with Regal. I mean, Regal is all of these locations are leased locations where they're paying every month. They don't own the building, you know, whether or not they're great great grossing locations that doesn't matter if you're if your lease payment is a hundred thousand dollars a month you've got to bring in an incredible amount of tickets and concession sales to make that yeah make either, that happen either that or when you see the list you can see it on deadlines report as well if you go down it there's also locations being shut down that are in like major cities such as new york uh seattle boston to where probably one of their locations or three to five locations shut down but there's obviously more locations to be had outside of that like oh, yeah. those cities are huge and that's why you know with some of their titles they really target those locations to begin with yeah every one of these that's in a a los angeles uh miami uh new york city a boston has a theater within driving distance that does five times the business that this one does <laughs> right so it's it's like oh you can't go to that theater go to this one that's already super busy <laughs> it's it's not a it, it's not it they obviously selected these for a reason but mm -hmm. it's it's regal they're not they're not hurting at the end of the day it yes bankruptcy it, bankruptcy for regular people is uh it's over horrifying it's the awful last resort horrifying yeah bankruptcy Bankruptcy, cancer, death, those are all the end of a certain a certain amount of uh, independent uh, innocence that you have in life. Yes. <laughs> when it comes to a major corporation that has 500 theater locations, bankruptcy is like, hey, how many tax write-offs can we get from this? There is there's yeah. not a concern that the ship's going down here. <laughs> before, before getting on this uh, episode, I did see a quick article two weeks before this one that we're describing that was saying that the judge that was in charge of them figuring out like the location situations, like which ones are going to be axed. He was telling them to hurry up the process. Yeah. No. <laughs> so this, clearly this they weren't in a rush. They weren't worrying about any sort of consequences. That's the only time you've ever heard someone in the legal profession say, hurry up. Yeah. They are all <laughs> clicking like, Oh, that's another 45 minutes I can of billable hours that I can put on this. <laughs> when it when a judge is like you need to hurry up. <laughs> this is taking forever even are, for us. We are dragging this out. Yeah. No, I mean this is this looks like um it it looks way worse than it is from a grand scale. Yes, if you have uh three major companies in an industry and one of them is in bankruptcy, it's not good for that industry. Mm. But our industry is propped up by so many independent theater chains and so many independent single-owned theaters. And the fact that, you know, we're seeing a, a comeback from 2020 and 2021, we're not seeing a a dip, a lull. Um, you know, we're seeing increasing grosses as we go. This is all good news for the industry, including 
these locations that exist as theaters are either going to have to be one completely torn down, raised from the foundation mm-hmm. because you can't use a theater for anything else that has cement stadium seating or cement slope floors. It is only able to be used for a theater until you completely tear it out yeah. from the foundation up. And that gives an opportunity to independent theaters, people that are interested in the theater industry to move into these existing buildings and have a, usually it's a, a mall, a, a point of interest in the city where this, the the landlord, the owner needs somebody to come in and do something with it right away. Mm-hmm. And if Regal and the almost all of these on this list were top two thousand locations in the U.S., so they were all well grossing locations. So there's no reason why any of these couldn't be picked up, reestablished, put under a a new branding, and and become a successful theater. Yeah, that's that being, a really good that point. That being said, don't run out and sign up for one of these based on what I said, but <laughs> do your due diligence. But, I mean, there's very successful theaters in, in reasonable areas. I mean, I'm looking at all these, and I've seen these in the top top 2,000. Um, that if you're, if you're near one, it's something to look into if you're a theater owner or if you're just curious about the industry to at least check out and always look at the opportunity. You don't have to jump, but... Looking is is and doing some due diligence is ninety percent of the the battle here, and, yeah. And then yeah, possibly opening up a a sixteen plex in Boca Raton, Florida, that may be more work than <laughs> <laughs> you're then excited it's worth. about. The one that <laughs> or got, that you're excited about. The one yeah. that got me excited. There's one in Anchorage, which is a sixteen plex with an IMAX, and then it has the RPX. Right. And it's it's crazy because you're like. How are there 16 screens and an IMAX in Alaska? Yeah. And then you look and I it surprised the hell out of me, but Anchorage has like a half a million people. <laughs> Anchorage <laughs> is a massive city. We could have added it to our list of cities it's, where it's like, maybe they're not hurting. <laughs> I mean, all these other ones, yes, I've heard of the cities or the surrounding area, but it was like, Anchorage? I mean, we're in Montana and I never considered Anchorage had a big uh, Alaska had a bigger city than Montana does. That's kind of the comparison I was thinking. Of. Like I That's it's I I was three just and a half times the size of Billings, which is yeah. our biggest city. Oh, yeah, 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 is, yeah, yeah. Which is insane. It's weird to think of, but but yeah, I just I guess this whole time I was just assuming that oh Alaska we're both cold. <laughs> like Mon- Montana, who's gonna live here? Yeah. I assumed it was like for lowest population states, it was like Montana, Wyoming, Alaska, mm-hmm. and then Hawaii and um, Rhode Island because they're tiny. Right. <laughs> I assume that was how that kind of worked, but I was wrong. <laughs> Brushed up on our geography there. Just, just clearly. Po- yeah, something. I mean, whoops. <laughs> yeah. Been, Sorry, Alaska. It's been a decade since I took a uh, geography class, so maybe it's <laughs> a, maybe in a minute I need to uh, we need a, refresh. We need to give Alaska more respect. Our bad guys. <laughs> I guess oh we're more gosh. bomb the barrel than we thought. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Fun surprise here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so speaking of fun surprises, Sony released the first trailer for the upcoming George Foreman biopic. Biopic? Biopic? I always keep switching. I, I go bio. Bio? All I right. I go bio. But... George Foreman bio. Uh, I so... saw the thumbnail for it on YouTube for its trailer. Uh, it said Big George Foreman as the official title on there. So I was thinking, oh, I never heard the name for the title of the movie yet mm-hmm. so th- that seems like a good title like gets to the point i know it's about george foreman 
it's clever with like the word big in front of it because yeah. it's obvious yeah. uh, given to know his uh, you know history and the way that he was shaped and i was like okay perfect i'll i'll watch this trailer see how good it looks and then it does its intro thing and reveals the title big george foreman i was like perfect i like this so far and then a subtitle underneath it pops up oh, and no. i go oh no oh no 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 and apparently the full title of that movie with that little subtitle at the end of it goes big george foreman the, mir- the miraculous story of the once and future heavyweight champion of the world. And that <laughs> is just the most unnecessarily long title. That's longer than Whitney Houston. I will always love you or I want to, da- no, I want to dance with somebody. What am I talking about here? That's longer than the unbearable weight of massive talent, yes. which we made so much fun of. Yeah, but it worked. <laughs> it was, it was a comedy yeah. Nick Cage movie. Like it, it made sense didn't need to be that long but it was it was fine this one is just <laughs> like no one's gonna call it the full name obviously just stick with big george foreman yeah you know you walk up to the ticket counter and say all of this it's... no you're gonna say i need two tickets to the george foreman movie i think the ticket the ticketing booth isn't even gonna fit big george foreman in the whole thing probably those no. things are tiny <laughs> no your ticket is going to say big, and then you're going to be confused when you go up whether or not you bought a ticket to George Foreman yeah. or a Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, <laughs> which both equally would be great, but <laughs> I just saw that, slapped my head or my hand to my forehead, shook my head, and I just knew that this was going to have to be discussed on the podcast for – it's not like a pop culture thing, even though this is our pop culture roundup segment, but this is just a good excuse for us to talk about this stuff. Yeah. It gives us a laugh. And – and on top of this, the trailer's good. It is good. <laughs> I liked it. Good. Yeah. It's got the 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 boxing looks passable. Uh-huh. There are some movies where it looks terrible. It looks passable. Yeah, yeah. The uh the story's great. It has a faith-based element. And then at the very end they drop in the George Foreman lean, mean, fat reducing grilling machine. Mm. That's why they did the long title. <laughs> because of the grill. You think so? That's the long title. Yeah, they had to do something. Maybe to, to rival. I don't know. That makes sense. If you say so, I don't. Sure. I I'm don't just. Buy I'm it. drawing any conclusion I can get. Kyle. Any sort of reasoning, because <laughs> otherwise we're just going to be lost. Yeah, in a no. confusing abyss. Where they, where they, where? I love Sony. I love the idea that they changed Whitney Houston, uh, added Whitney Houston in the front of "I Want to Dance with Somebody," mm-hmm. and at right before the release date, I would imagine that this has to change also, <laughs> back to something that's more reasonable. Big George Foreman. Heavyweight champion of the world. Still wordy, but it's shorter. <laughs> Just George Foreman. Yeah. Because there's enough. I thought about That's this. That's the obvious there, answer. And there's enough um, like famous Georges that you can't make a movie called George mm-hmm. because it's, it's not Elvis. Yeah. You can't put one word out there and yeah. be like, yeah, this will work. George. Who the hell is George? It could be any of them. Curious George. George Washington. <laughs> George Harrison. Any of the Bushes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I see what you mean. So George Foreman could have done that. And I also skipped kind of a pop culture topic to discuss another theater industry topic that just got dropped into my lap that I am very excited about. Oh, let's hear it. We just got the runtime for 65 with Big Nose Adam Driver, and it's going to be 88 minutes. No. <laughs> That's perfect. 
Sony was the last one to do this for us, uh, like in in memory for wide releases with with Venom and Venom Two, right? Which were ninety minute movies. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> and then the another, movie that's supposed to have that another PG thirteen movie with dinosaurs at ninety minutes. It's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> how many how many show times? That was that was the unbelievable part of the first Venom is how many show times theaters were cranking out <laughs> with it because it's like, oh, we opened Friday night and actually did like a really good number. So Saturday, we're going to move it onto two auditoriums. And instead of doing six shows, we're going to do 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's like we did 18 shows of a movie in two days. Did that 88 number just glow in front of you? Oh, it's like it's like looking like when they opened the, the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. That's what it's like. It's like, oh. <laughs> like I don't know. If I touch it, it'll change you right. know, if, I, if I talk about it. But I put it out there now, Sony, so you can't change it. Yep. We're going to knock on wood. I don't know if they heard that. Sony, Sony, not change something. <laughs> but, Good one, Kyle. But no, this one, awesome. That's like the, the perfect movie to have that short. All the special effects in ninety minutes. The as long as they don't make seventy-five of the minutes about explaining how the the spaceship works and about how his nose actually fits inside of said spaceship, or like there's, why there's dinosaurs or. Like, oh, what no, was no. the cause of Dinosaurs them? exist, Kyle. But I, we I, just know that. I know, but they could over-explain it, too. We, we, there's many movies that have done oh it wrong before. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do, like... <laughs> you do, like, the glow... Like, global warming happened, and then all the dinosaurs came back, and it'll be one of those. Yeah. Where it's not 65 million years ago. It's 65 million years in the future. Which is probably going to... today. It's probably going to be the twist. <laughs> I know. But it looks awesome anyway. And I'm really happy about that runtime. I, I think that it's perfect for this type of movie. I know. I think there's a few times when we get to really stand up and cheer about stupid crap in our industry. And this mm-hmm. is one of those times where you just get to be excited after running Avatar for seven weeks at three hours and nine minutes. It's yeah. Like, how many? That's three, two shows you can fit inside of yeah, Avatar. 365 equal one Avatar. <laughs> With two trailer or with with trailers and an intermission to clean, <laughs> yeah. Between shows, it's like yeah. Well, I can't wait for week nine of Avatar. Nope, we're playing two sixty fives instead. <laughs> yeah, but you're so right though. No one else, no one else outside of this circle would understand this great news. But in the industry, this is this is, this is our win. This is this where is, we pump our fists, going yeah, yeah. For the movie nerds I'm out excited. there, excited. Movie, I shouldn't say movie nerds, movie theater nerds. Yes, yes. This is the specific. This is like, uh, I don't know. And as far as Kyle goes, when like Dungeons and Dragons introduces a new character, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> when when Batman introduces a new sidekick with a yeah, that's better. With that's... a triangle shape on his suit. Yep. There you go. <laughs> That's more in my lane than Dungeons and Dragons. Come on. <laughs> when they recast Iron Man, woo! Yeah. <laughs> no, that's just my worst nightmare. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what a perfect way to cap off this episode, though, is that great news about the runtime. That's It's so stupid to get excited about it, yet it's so satisfying. Yeah. Again. You get a movie and a, you know, two or three or four trailers in under 100 minutes Mm -hmm. bravo chef's kiss that's a five out of five (laughs) i don't even need to see it (laughs) i love it already (laughs) you did it you nailed it (laughs) it's like waiting to have a baby you're like i'm gonna love it no matter what (laughs) 
I don't care what it looks like. Right. <laughs> All right. And on that note, uh, thank you everyone for listening and we'll be back next week. Bye everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at screeninsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.